Uh, welcome back, friends. I see you enjoyed the last time we shared tales. Actually, I'm just here because it gets me out of walking my uncle's smelly dog. Oh, you're back too. Right. It's way better than carrying around bags of poop. I'm sure my big sister's doing fine with that. Anyway, I have a couple more delightful tales of the Queen City Supernaturals. Our first story starts with the newly appointed Hound of the Street Magicians. Oh, hey! Jackie Smoke! She's actually kind of cool. Yes, she's my personal favorite, too. I didn't say she was my favorite, just that she's kind of cool. If only I had some duct tape. Our first story starts with a phone call in which Jackie learns that her dear friend John is in trouble. The day had just begun when I got a call from Griff. The fact he was calling me out of the blue was enough to tell me the day would be quite a handful. Griff, what a surprise. To what do I owe the pleasure of hearing your sweet voice? I already started with that, huh? You've been hanging around that Valentine guy too much. Well, you know, responsibilities and all. Look, I'll get to the point. John's been possessed. John's been what? John's been what? Like I was about to say. Best I can tell, he's been possessed. The kids came in here about an hour ago in the tizzy. It took me this long to understand what they were saying. Are they okay? What happened? They're a little freaked, but they're fine. Frankie says her book told her to stay away and Missy got spooked by his aura. Apparently, Tay tried to pull one over on him with some fancy talking, but it didn't work. She's fine, just a little shaken, and really whiny about it. What was wrong with his aura? Missy says something about a gray aura overwhelming his normal brown one. Sounds like possession to me. I agree, but... He's one of the most cautious people I know when it comes to magical items. The man has wards absolutely covering his workspace. This shouldn't have been possible. <laughs> I told him he needed to update those. Yeah, we can deal with that later. For now, we need to find him before this... whatever makes him do something stupid. I don't suppose you've been to a shop recently. Nope. Oh well. You just keep an eye on the kids for me while I find a way to deal with this. Yes, honey. I'll watch the kids. Let me know when I get to hit something. Will do, Griff. Also, piss off. So, this Griff guy gets to hit something? Sweet! Are you telling the story, or am I? No, he doesn't get to hit things. Jackie Smoke went to a different ally. One a little more local. So, your friend went and got himself possessed by something and you need my help tracking him down. Not exactly. I've got a pixie friend tracking a cell phone's GPS signal, and I have an idea to lure him out. I'm just waiting for confirmation on what we're dealing with. Then what do you need me for? Not that I'm complaining, of course. I was honestly running out of things to pretend to do for Valentine. It never hurts to have some extra muscle, especially since whatever is possessing him has to be strong and probably nasty. Also, Valentine speaks highly of you. Uh, he, he, he does? In a backhanded sort of way. 
Maybe that tracks. Look, I've seen the work you do around the city. There's no one else I'd rather have at my back in this situation. Is that your friend? It certainly is. I had them take pictures inside of a shop to see if my theory is correct and... Here, look at this. Is that a jewelry box? Yes. You see the seal? That is used to suppress curses. It must have been broken when John opened the box. Now he's possessed by something, and he's coming here. Sounds dangerous. Should be fun. I'm going to need your help getting whatever it is out of him so we can banish it. You've got strength, smarts, and magic. Plus, you're the last thing he'd expect. Do I get to punch him? So long as you don't break anything. Uh, no promises. All it took was a quick phone call and a deal for an expensive coffee maker to get John's cell phone location. Thankfully, Torin didn't care that it was broken and just wanted it for parts which made my life easier. On the way to the location, I did my best to explain my plan to Razor. It was a long shot, but even if it failed, we still had room for a backup plan. I just wanted to make sure, above all else, the job was safe. I owed him that much. Parking garage? Really? You take me to the nicest places, Smoke. This wasn't exactly my idea of a first girl's night. Perhaps we can try again when we aren't chasing my possessed friend. Girl's night? Later. We should be getting close. Approach head on, give you time to flank him. Wait for my signal. Reza nodded and disappeared into the shadows. I moved as silently as I could, consulting my phone until I was close enough to hear the sound of John doing something on the other side of the ramp wall. A quick peek confirmed that his back was to me, so I took the chance to creep closer. From what I could tell, he looked fine. No signs of him or his magic being drained. The way he stood and moved was wrong, though. It was eerie watching this entity puppet, my friend. It's gotta be around here somewhere. Where is it? Where is it? Hey, John. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't expecting guests. Can I help you with something? The movement, the tone of voice, the way he looked at me, it was all wrong. It made my skin crawl, but I could feel John trying to fight back. It was in vain, but it was something. Now all he needed was a little push. Well, I came here looking for a friend of mine, and it seems you have him. If you wouldn't mind giving him back, that would be very much appreciated. Oh, but don't you see? I need him for something, and he has been so hospitable. You know it's rude to possess someone without their consent. Perhaps together we can find a better way for you to get what you need. I rather like this body, though. No, I think I'll keep this fine fellow for a while. Maybe once he gives up control of his magic, we can find a way to make this permanent. I am afraid I can't allow that. The thing controlling John reached for a crowbar, and I was ready. In a flash, I had my hat and wand, starting the fight with a barrage of bright confetti. 
It was harmless, but distracting enough to give me a chance to assess the situation. The trick worked better than I hoped. The ghost reacted instinctively to fend off an assault that never came. Seemed most protective of an object he was wearing around his neck. That was my target. Another little pull of magic and by the time the confetti dissipated, there were several Jackie smokes encircling him. That's hardly fair. I thought we were friends. Fair has nothing to do with this. You're not my friend, John. You stole him, and now I'm taking him back. <laughs> now John took a swing at one of my duplicates, which exploded into a swirl of ribbons. I took the chance to get closer, weaving more illusions to keep him occupied. The room was a mess of colors, sounds, and movement as whatever had controlled John fought to find and overpower me. It didn't take long before I saw the ghost starting to separate from John, overwhelmed by the assault on his senses. I wrapped my hands around an ethereal handle and swung with all my might. The giant hammer that formed with it catching the spirit on the way out forcibly severing its connection to my friend. I stepped around and ripped off the necklace before the creature could snap back. <clears throat> Jackie? What happened? Long story short, you were possessed. I'll explain more later. Take this, use the necklace, banish the spirit, or seal it. Uh, okay. I turned to face the spirit, shifting to keep it between myself and the spot I knew Reza was ready and waiting. There was something about it that spoke of somewhere else, but I couldn't quite place where. Not that it mattered in the moment. I think it's time you went back to wherever it is you came from. You have made a mistake, Street Magician. Well, that wasn't as fun as I thought it would be. Foolish shifter. Your weapons can do nothing to me. You said you wanted to punch something, right? Let's give you something to punch. Uh, Smoke, what are you doing? You think giving me a solid form will stop me from taking your friend? Oh. You are no match for me. I have been building my strength for years now. You talk too much. I sent an extra spark of magic into Reza's gauntlets, amplifying their effect on the spirit. Became much less focused on fighting me and more focused on dodging her fists. Then it was only a matter of finding the balance to keep the spell going without my total concentration. I had just handled that when I felt John gently tap on my shoulder. I'm a little busy here. What do you need? I've got the ritual set up, but fighting off that th thing, it took a lot out of me. I'm not sure if I have the strength to bind it. That thing already possessed me. I, I hate to ask, but... Don't worry, darling. I have no intention of letting you get possessed again, and we don't exactly have time for another plan. Take what you need. I couldn't turn away from the fight, so I reached one hand back blindly. His hand wrapped around mine, and for a second, I had the mental image of a child reaching for his mother's hand. It started manifesting in my conjuration, and in a panic, I forced it to be an illusion instead. That split-second distraction was just long enough to throw Reza off her game, and the ghost started gaining an upper hand. We needed to end this soon. Jackie, what's taking you? This thing is annoyingly hard to pin. 
John, how much longer? I've almost got it. Just a little more. You need to work faster, dear. I'm not sure how much longer I can keep this up. Do you trust me? Of course I do. Now tell me what to do. It's risky, but I need you to drop the spell and channel everything you've got into the ritual for exactly five seconds. Can you do that? I'm Jackie Bloody Smoke, darling. Just tell me when. Breeza, get ready to move. Got it. Just one. Last. Now. Breeza threw herself backwards just in time for me to slingshot every scrap of magic from my conjuration into the ritual. It was brutal and exhilarating. Like funneling a waterfall through a straw. The magic of the ocean fled with light and sound and rush of power swirled throughout the parking level. After a few seconds, it felt like ages. The ghost was sealed back in the necklace. Wow. That was dramatic. Did it work? It worked far better than expected. I don't think that spirit will be able to break its way into this world again anytime soon. It looks like most of the curse is gone, too. Oh, give it here. I don't want you touching it. Are you still in contact with the lady who handles cursed objects? Yeah, I'll send a message and ask for a pickup, but it may take a few days. I can keep an eye on it until then. Thanks again for the help, Ariza. Are you kidding? That was awesome. It certainly was something. You don't know where it came from, Jackie? I saw the return address. We can talk about that later, along with what it might have been looking for. First things first, though, I owe you both some drinks. Let's go to the last round. We can find you somewhere to get a night's rest and help you get home in the morning, John. I'm sure the kids will be glad to see you're all right. Yeah, they must be worried sick. I don't know if I'm ready to face Griff just yet, though. Eh, he's a pushover. Come on. Let's go get those drinks. Don't worry, John. I'll be sure to step in before Griff tries to rearrange you. Again. So, what was the ghost in looking for? That's part of another story for another day. What? You can't just leave me hanging like that. Hollywood does it all the time. It's called a sequel setup. Our next tale is the sequel, right? No... No child. An immediate follow-up would defeat the purpose of that. For the next story, we're going to turn to something a little more lighthearted. You see, Threadripper... I love her! Like I was saying, Threadripper had a very unusual day and decided to tell Valentine all about it. Okay, Thread. What's this about? You've been acting squarely. Is it on? I mean, that button's been busted for a while, and... Yes, it's on. What is this about? The fact that you... Oh, drivers! You were right! And why do you need... Wait, what? Right about what? If, if I was right about something, I, I, I need to know so I can do it again. That's the rub. You can't. But I can. Love, I know Pixie's talk sideways, but you're going to have to speak in fewer riddles if I'm going to stick around and follow along. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. When? 
Now, so, my boss... Me. Yes, you. <clears throat> my boss decided to give me a well-deserved day off. I did? Okay, let me rephrase. While my boss was passed out awaiting his next hangover, I decided to glamour up and head out for a well-deserved day off. Sounds about right. And this is why she's so awesome. I don't get paid enough. Zero, I'm serious. This is the first time I've been able to sneak out in forever. I know, right? He's got you on a real short connector cable. Exactly. So my question is, what should I do? Um, go to the mall and get some new bling? I mean, go on another date with you? Not now, dear. I have a headache. Ouch! You didn't even let me try to ask this time. <laughs> I know. See, the thing is, I don't even know what I want to do. Just that it's got to be fun and different. Well, you could do what Wiggly tries to. Smoke and drink myself into oblivion? Oi! That's not all I do. Mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> Not that. Go to the casino. Soak up some luck. Oh, please tell me you don't really believe he was right. Well, sort of. He can't, but we totally can. Just another kind of energy. I can show you. Uh, just keep it secret and don't get caught. Kind of how I got banned last time. What about this time? I may have made a slot machine dance to Macarena. <laughs> and Tira gives me that quirky little smile of his. The one all full of mischief. Don't tell me you kissed the drug again. No, just... <sighs> Zero and I decided that in order for me to successfully pass as a normie in the casino, I needed to age my glamour a bit. I didn't think they'd let some teenager gamble and wander and whatever else goes on in there. Your human aging thing is just weird and frankly, I don't get it. There's noobs, little ones, small humans, teenagers, whatever you are, and the raisin people. Since teenagers aren't allowed to do anything cool, with Zero's help, I soon looked like a well-traveled raisin lady. One last gulp of my triple rainbow sugar death latte for bravery, I was headed to Casino Moose Jaw. Wait, 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 wait. I followed you until you said raisin. So... What? You know, the humans who are all wrinkly and keep yelling at people to get off their lawns. The raisin people. Right. Next question. If teenagers aren't allowed... Why do you all use that age for your glamours? Because it's the easiest illusion to maintain. Duh. Uh, right, yeah, it should have been obvious, but seriously, that doesn't make sense. Reason people don't make sense, but humans keep turning into them anyway. Ah, shit I need an aspirin. Just walking through the doors, I could feel something pulling at my jewelry array. Kinda tickled, actually. Hold the energy into my reserves like Zero told me. <laughs> what a rush! I got a little dizzy and I leaned up against a machine. Dizzy? What? Pulling in that stuff made you dizzy? Are you, are you alright now? Shh! 
When I touched the machine, the feeling got stronger and I was downright woozy. I, um, may have embarrassed myself a little and completely dropped my purse, thumb drives, and safety pins everywhere. Why so many? You know what? Never mind. If you wind up with magic poisoning again, I swear Zero's gonna... Uh, shut up! Yeah, you've definitely been spending time with him. Seriously? Anyway, the guy who was playing the machine was kind enough to tear his eyes away and grab my purse for me. When he handed it back, there was a... a like, like a static shock. And his eyes went all green for a second and I felt a little of the energy disappear. Ouch! That was weird. Um, you okay, ma'am? Yeah. Uh, whippersnapper. Just a bit overwhelmed. First time in the casino, huh? Yeah. First time. Yeah, it can get a bit intense. You all right now, ma'am? Yeah, I, I think so. If you start feeling overwhelmed again, I know there's a relatively quiet spot in that corner over there. Thanks. Sunny? I, I, I won? I, I won! I hit a jackpot! Hey, what? I have been there so many times. I've never even heard someone. Do you want to hear what happened or not? Shutting up. The deeper into the casino I went, the more my piercings started pulling and twitching. A couple times, they just randomly started sparking. Hello, ma'am. Would you be interested in this week's golden oldie special that gets you 15% more fun in every roulette spin? How? Look, I don't know, okay? They give me a script, I read it. I get a yes or no, and I push a button. Since I'm not getting anything from you, I'll just pretend you said yes. I'll push my button, and here you go. Tokens for roulette. Ta friggin' da. Have a nice day. Now, I'm not a pro, but I'm pretty sure I can spot a paying table. So naturally, since I've got these tokens, I headed for roulette. Spin and win, spin and win. Place your bets. Ooh, ooh, 17. I got a good feeling about that one. I'm going to put three on that. All right. Ma'am, if you're sure, no more bets. Haha, <laughs> I can't believe it. What a lucky bet, Black 17. Yes! You won. Of course you did. Okay, spin and win. All my rings were tugging this way and that till the old septum pointed the way. Set down all of my tokens and. Let me guess. You won again. Boom! I was rich! I think. I got applause and everything. I decided to try other games for a while, then cash in my chips and hit the slots. <laughs> right. Good luck winning on those. <laughs> the rigs, you know. You really think that a tech pixie can't tell? When a machine is rigged. You're right, you're right. I bow humbly to your expertise. Naturally, you avoided those. Wrong! Those were the ones I sought out. The energy coming from the machines with the lowest odds tickled so 
much. I could hardly keep from giggling. It felt like spent luck. It seeped into my pores and tingled and I wanted more of it. I went from machine to machine and claimed my winnings a couple times. Sometimes I'd touch a person in passing who looked sad and they'd win and be all happy and put out more luck energy. I was on top of the world. Then uh, the glitter started. Glitter? You lost me again. Apparently it's not that hard. Now shush! Uh, excuse me, ma'am. Um, did you know your... Uh, well, leaking glitter? Glitter? What? Billy, keep your head in the game. Ma'am, we're gonna have to ask you to come with us and have a conversation. But, Roy, the, the glitter. The janitorial crew is going to throw a fit when they see it. I look behind and around me. It turns out I was trailing a sparkling path of magic dust. I guess I had had too much luck. Oh... That glitter. What do you mean, that glitter? Oh, well, nothing. I didn't say anything. Continue, please. Oh, that! That's, um, it's Arts and Crafts Day at the Raisin House? Yeah! Boy, howdy. Those noobs just love to hide glitter everywhere, you know what I mean? Raisin House? Noobs? Lady, what are you on? Wegus still needs you to come with us. We really need to talk about your incredible luck. They busted you for being lucky? I know, I know. Unheard of for you. Oi, feelings. I may have won a little bit too much for the casino's comfort, and it seemed that my luck really was about to run out. But then, did you know that when the blood drains from your face as a pixie, it drains from your glamorous face as well? Because it do. Ma'am, are you alright? Hey, you don't look so good. And come have a seat with us in the back, and we'll get you some water while we talk. How about it? What did you do? Honestly, I freaked. So, playing into my glamour, I shuffled over to the nice people who wanted to bust me, and I shook my head hardcore. Sparkles and glitter flew everywhere. It looked like a 2005 MySpace came back from the dead, but in person. Then I booked it down the aisle and touched the shoulders of every person I passed. The noise was amazing. So many winners, so many chicken dinners, so much chaos. I ran out with all my winnings and ditched the raisin vibes as soon as I rounded the corner. So you won big, right? Oh, yeah. Buy your best friend a new mini fridge, big? Um... A case of murder bus, big? Well... Thread, what did you do? Uh, never mind that. I gotta tell you, it's kind of weird. I mean, after that extra luck energy got used up, I don't know. I mean, I feel the same as normal. It's like... Like I've always been running on a half-charged battery. It, it really doesn't make sense. Thread? See, because you know how sometimes the things you think are normal end up not actually being the right normal, just a normal that you got used to? 
Dread. But that doesn't make any sense because I can't remember having more magic than this sentry with all the tech feeding it and... Ripper! Yes? What did you do? Well, when I was flying back, I saw the neon crossing. So, I figured I hadn't seen Anne in a while, so I decided to say hi, and... You didn't. I took it as a sign. Ash and owls, you did. I did. I gave the winnings to Anne to help settle your debt to her. <laughs> You're welcome. A little more out of debt thanks to me, trusty old Fred. And hey, since it turns out that I ended up working anyway, can I have a day off? Threadripper also took the liberty of obtaining a business license, officially, and would later happily report the utility ceased threatening to cut them off. The end. You have been listening to The Graveyard Tapes, Day in the Life, produced by Brianna G, with audio by Robin of Psychonautia, written by Angela Dumalag, featuring Brianna Jean as the storyteller and Simon as the kid. Segment one, The Fool. Written and produced by Brianna Jean. Edited by Aidan Morgan, Angela Dumalag, and Nikki Ewart. With the voices of Brianna Jean as Jackie Smoke, Lamar Harris as Griff, Caitlin Sinnott as Rita, Rick the Whitebird as the ghost, and Patrick Mendelson as John, not John. Segment two, Day of the Ripper, written by Rick the Whitebird, story editing by Angela Dumalag, audio by Psychonaudia, produced by Brianna Jean, with the voices of Rick the Whitebird as Threadripper, Chase Hunter as Valentine and Rando Guy, Angela Dumalag as Zero Day and Billy, Christine Byerly as The Teller, Brianna Jean as Frankie, and Patrick Mendelson as Roy.